We don't have to be gardeners or farmers to know, because it's common knowledge, <laughs> that if you want seeds to grow, you make sure to plant them in rich, good soil. And you can bet that the crowds following Jesus, such great crowds we hear today, knew plenty about farming. Most of them were probably poor farmers themselves, and if any one of those persons had received a bag of seeds, you can be sure that he or she would have placed every single seed carefully, wisely, in the best soil they could find. It could be that their whole family's survival depended on it. And then, Today along comes Jesus with such great crowds gathering around him, following him. Such great crowds. These three words I find powerful. The image of hundreds of people yearning for help, yearning for perspective, yearning for edification, inspiration, transformation. Just imagine all of those people roaming the countryside hungrily, following their teacher, yearning for who he is and what he has. And then today, Jesus himself. This is a, a pet peeve of mine. I feel like so many people think that Jesus was this sage, dour, serious person wafting around opining eternal truths, and that's not who I meet in the Gospels. I can't buy that. You know, just look at the beginning of this scene, this storytelling moment today. Crowds again flooding the countryside, following him, hanging on his very words. And what does he do? He's been sitting. He stands up, presses his way through the surrounding crowd and climbs in a boat on the water in a floating pulpit. I mean, I can't even imagine trying to preach in a floating pulpit. That's physical comedy. <laughs> That's lighthearted. That's funny. He has their attention because he's, he's like this. And then he proceeds to say something that would have sounded crazy to these people about a farmer letting seeds fall all over the place. We hear that some seeds fell on the path and the birds came and ate them up. Other seeds fell on the rocky ground where they did not have much soil, so they sprang up quickly, but when the sun rose, it scorched them. Other seeds fell among thorns and the thorns grew and choked them. And finally, we hear a little good news, and that is that other seeds fell on good soil and brought forth grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty, an amazing harvest for those seeds. But so many seeds wasted. Jesus' audience would have been scandalized. These are mostly poor people. Such risk such waste. You just don't fling seeds. How could any farmer be so careless? And they must have been wondering, 
how could Jesus say such a thing? Because ordinary farmers would never take such a risk. But Jesus gets their attention. If in this parable, God is the landowner and Jesus is the farmer planting seeds, why farm like this? Why all the seeds falling and flinging everywhere? Because we know God did not send Jesus to carefully plant a few seeds in the richest, finest soil. God sent Jesus to save us. So where did he start? He started in the thinnest places. He started with the riskiest soil, the poor, the widows, the tax collectors, the hungry children, the shunned foreigners, people living in one way or another outside mainstream society, people with everything in life stacked against them, even the disciples, just ordinary people, not paragons of virtue. And sometimes they grasped Jesus' teaching. More often, they struggle to understand, to hear his message. And speaking of hearing, I love it when Jesus says, listen, <laughs> please note, it's an exclamation point. So here he is standing, or maybe sitting, but I like to think of him standing in a rocking boat with the command, listen. <laughs> and then a little later, let anyone with ears listen. He's teasing his listeners here because of course they know they have ears, so of course they need to listen. Fabulous rhetoric. <laughs> He works so hard, Jesus does, to grab and hold people's attention so that he can tell them about his way, the way. And he would have had an easier time of it, no question, if he had just found the people most ripe for picking, the, the most pious people, the people already tuned into a religious life and focused his ministry on them. The easy to reach, the easy to love, the ready to hear. But when you get right down to it, who is that? Who among us is always good soil. You know that I came to this life that I love on the late side. I was in my 40s. And before that, I was given so many chances, so many invitations, and I couldn't hear, and I couldn't hear, and then I'd sort of hear, and then lose the thread and so on, and so on, for years. Not great soil. But Jesus kept flinging seeds in my direction until they finally didn't get scorched, or choked, or eaten by birds, but took root. I'm so grateful for all those years of chances, because maybe for me and for others, maybe for you, all those chances add up until one day 
we hear. And hear enough to begin. And do not think for a second that I'm saying that now I am rich soil, soil quality for all of us. It goes up and down, doesn't it? It comes and goes, and the seeds keep falling. And so I grow, and you grow. I'm grateful that God never gave up on me, never gives up on any of us. And I think in the never giving up, Jesus is teaching us in our lives to be seed flingers too. Not cautious with how we love, not cautious with how we share his love, but generously, crazily extravagant instead. Take great food here at St. James. That's what we call our food pantry and our soup kitchen, great food. Each month, hundreds of people pour through these gates and they are struggling mightily. They're stressed, they're discouraged, they're hungry. They're fighting mental illness and addictions. So often they have no safe place to live and they come here for a meal, some groceries, clothing, and sometimes their soil, their hope is very thin. They are yearning. Just as Jesus's crowds, such great crowds were yearning, our friends are yearning for encouragement and love. And Jesus would say, well then let's fling seeds. Let's fling seeds at all kinds of soil walking through these doors. Who knows the true nature of soil? Who are we to judge soil quality, deserving soil, undeserving soil? God plants in all kinds of soil for all kinds of reasons that we can't understand. And so we don't know what God has planned. No, our job is simply so what does seed flinging look like here at Great Food? It means volunteers like many of you prepare delicious meals, fortifying groceries, and volunteers offer a warm, warm welcome. They remember names. They give hugs. They offer so much love. Yes, the groceries and the meals are seeds. But most of all, we are seeds. Every single person in this room the way we reach out 
the way we care for others, that is the ultimate in seed flinging. <laughs> we are living expressions of the word of God when we fling. We are God's grace in action. And our behavior, it might just reach someone in a way that changes their life. So don't hold back throughout your day, throughout your life. Be farmers, be sowers, and just fling. Amen.